This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we got an update on uh, Joe Biden's out-of-control DOJ. The FBI raids the home of a Catholic father of seven because he pushed someone, shoved someone a year ago. The local local DA dropped the charges, but uh, that ain't happening with uh, Joe Biden's uh, goons. They're coming after anybody. Anybody who opposes them politically, it's kind of scary, but uh, we'll give you an update. Uh, I got the, we got the best political speech, best speech from a politician I've heard in a long, long time. And it's not even in English. Keith Oldman wants you to know he once had a girlfriend, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's, uh, she's finally hit. She's got the finger on the pulse. She wants you to know the big, one of the big, big problems we're facing today and she's ready to uh, address it. It's the name of a baseball team. John Fetterman, uh, he's impressed with the Eagles. The Eagles are so good, says John Fetterman. They're better than the Eagles. Uh, no more Pro Bowl. Um, Rachel Dolezal's on uh, OnlyFans. Good news for my old friend uh, Kirk Minahan and Chris Wallace's new CNN show, Tanks. Big surprise. Nobody's watching CNN or Chris Wallace and the Manning cast, the Monday night Manning cast gets better and better. Uh, it even made a dreadful Cowboys uh, Giants game uh, worth watching. And it makes me wonder who's watching Joe Buck and Troy Eggman. Why would you choose those guys when you can watch the Mannings who are just great. And a uh, question for the, uh, for the clerk at Wawa as it was being ransacked, are you going to make any sandwiches today? <laughs> we have the latest, the latest video from us, uh, out of control crime in uh, Philadelphia, and it's hilarious. We'll get to that and lots more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by My Pillow. We love My Pillow. Just go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard My Pillow, which is normally sixty nine ninety eight, is only nineteen ninety eight with code word Jerry. My pillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com, promo code Jerry. A quick update, the uh, first hurricane to hit uh, Tampa in a year, I mean a year, in a century, in, in, in decades, in a long, long time. It's about to hit uh, uh, the west coast of Florida, which means you people have to stop driving your SUVs. You have to stop heating your homes. Bring the, you can't use air conditioning. You've got to stop using plastic straws because look what happens. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be monitoring this. You are going to hear all day today or tomorrow or this week, people saying this, this is an example of extreme weather because of climate change. And we just haven't done enough to tackle the climate crisis. All we need is another, I don't know, a couple hundred billion dollars. And we could, we could beat extreme weather because hundred years ago, you know, 150 years ago, before the industrial revolution, they never had hurricanes. It's a fact. Did you know that Ironhead? There was never a hurricane. 
That's crazy. Until you driving a uh, SUV, it's all your fault. We have to do more to tackle the climate. We're going to hear that from some of the dumbest. It's amazing. The, the graph, if you made a graph, the, the level of intelligence in the people screaming the loudest about climate change is way down here. So if you're really, really dumb, like AOC or Ed Markey, you think that uh, climate change is the biggest problem in the world. If you're not totally stupid, you know, it's the, if the IQ number goes up, the concern for climate change comes way down. So you're going to be hearing from all the real, real dumb politicians in the next few days about how this is, we must do something or weather will get more extreme and people will die. The number of people who die from extreme weather is down like 95% in the last hundred years. Very few deaths from extreme weather. It used to be a problem, but now we know what we're doing. We get advanced warning. People are evacuating. Uh, I think this will be bad, but the, the number of deaths will be, uh, it won't be, it won't be some new record. Trust me on that. But I'm getting ready for all the uh, nut jobs to uh, tell us this is climate change. And I'm getting ready to laugh in their faces. But uh, uh, I, 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 I want to get to this story yesterday. We never got to it. It's a big, big deal. And it's frightening. It should frighten everybody, whether you're pro-life, pro-choice, whether you voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, or you can't stand them like most normal people. This is scary. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, get to the, we'll, we'll um, let me just get to the story and uh, you got to look for it because <clears throat> it's not, uh, it's not, you know, in the mainstream media, this is not a big deal. All it is, is our federal government, our weaponized federal government coming in and uh, shaking down or intimidating, arresting their um, political opponents. And in this case, it's a pro-life advocate, a father of seven named Mark Houck from Kintersville, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, almost a year ago, um, Mark Houck was arrested and charged with assault because he pushed a pro, uh, pro-abortion advocate um, outside a clinic. The, the, he was there. Mark Houck is a Catholic, an outspoken Catholic pro-lifer. It's what he does. He goes to the uh, abortion uh, facilities. He goes to the protests. He tries his best to convince women to choose life uh, rather than uh, end their pregnancy. And uh, he was outside this clinic in Philadelphia um, with his son, his seven-year-old son, and this crazy pro-abortion uh, advocate uh, got in his face, got in the face of his son, allegedly, and his son Ryan, and um, the the, uh, the 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 pro-abortion guy was yapping in their face, and he pushed him back. Now uh, he was initially arrested. Charges were dropped. There was no charges. A local story. Obviously, he just pushed a guy. How big a story should it be on a national level? A man pushes another man. We'll we'll get to the Wawa, but I I think in the last twenty four hours. I've seen more of these videos of crimes of just, there's a video of a, uh, of a criminal bashing the head in on a clerk at a jewelry store. I just uh, retweeted this morning cause it's so disturbing. And uh, there's a video of a woman in JFK subway station in New York getting just beaten, pummeled by a homeless guy. She thinks she might lose an eye. 
these videos, uh, uh, I can't imagine how many of these beatings are happening off camera because it seems like we catch a lot of them on camera. I don't think we have video of uh, Mark Haug pushing the guy, but I know we have bigger problems. I know we have, <laughs> we have real violent crimes. Obviously the local DA thought that and uh, dropped the charges and said, uh, you know, there's not enough here to convict Mark Hauk. This was, let me get the date on this, October 13th, 2021, at uh, Elizabeth Blackwell Health Center Abortion Clinic in Philadelphia. So you're thinking people push other people (laughs) all the time. It's not always, uh, you know, criminal charges aren't always filed. I mean, probably most of the time they're not. Look at, hell, go to an NFL game. You think there's a little pushing and shoving going on in the parking lot at NFL games or college football games and generally... There are no criminal charges. Well, in this case, he's everything the Biden regime hates. He's a Catholic father of seven, outspoken pro-life advocate, a, a, an outspoken Christian. He's a, you know, he, 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 he preaches outside these clinics. I mean, you might not like that, but I'm pretty sure that's protected by the First Amendment. So the other day, uh, there's a knock at the door of the Hawks home uh, in Kindersville. Um, and at 7 a.m., and according to the Hawks, 30, 30 FBI agents armed and strapped, locked and loaded, showed up at his door to arrest him. This is um, Hawks' son, Ryan. They had huge rifles pointed at Mark. I'm sorry, this is his wife, uh, Ryan Marie Hauk. They had huge rifles pointed at Mark and pointed at me and kind of pointed throughout the house. They arrest the man at gunpoint and charge him with all kinds of things. Let me get to the uh, charges. Um, Violating the freedom of access to clinic entrances act, which makes it a federal crime to use force with intent to injure, intimidate and interfere with anyone because that person is a provider of reproductive health care. Okay, this was a 72-year-old man he shoved, so obviously that is a stretch. He's facing 11 years in prison and fines of up to $350,000. It's amazing and stunning. And as I always say, the scariest thing is they don't care how it looks. Joe Biden, Merrick Garland don't care how it looks. They want to make it clear to their enemies, and that's the way they view them. They, they, they're much harder on, on pro-life people than they are on you know China or North Korea or Iran. Their real enemies, as Joe Biden has made it clear, are right here in the United States. They're people who believe in, the, in, 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 in life. They're people uh, who, who didn't vote for him. They're people with red hats. They're people who believe in you know, freedom. Those are their real enemies. Uh, they, the people who don't want, you know, drag shows in elementary schools or don't uh, believe in uh, changing the sex of 13-year-old girls. Those are their enemies. Those are the people uh, he will use the FBI to, to, to arrest, to intimidate, and make it clear that you, you, you speak up against this regime. You could be hauled in. You could end up in the deplorable jail in D.C., <clears throat> I find this amazing that amazing that they think that they can get away with it. I guess they have in so many cases, but there's been a lot of people who are jumping to the defense of, 
of Mark Houck. If you've seen it, if you've seen the family the, or any video, it's just everything they despise. It's, these are pro-life people who have procreated. He's got, you know, seven kids and he brings them sometimes to the, to the protests and he fights for, for life. And he is now facing federal charges and federal prison. It is, the, 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 I, I'd like to put this on the list. We get the list of impeachable offenses from Joe Biden. I would like to add this to the list. At the same time, they're ignoring these, these crimes. The, the, the people ransacking the Wawa, the people beating the, the guy beating the, um, the jewelry store guy or the woman in the subway. You wonder if they'll catch him. And if they catch him, will they, will they be out the next day? No bail. Those are the, those are uh, the crimes. Well, the Biden yeah, the, FBI is ignoring the, the guy in uh, McDonald's with the hatchet. He was free walking around the next day because he likes camping with no bail. He was doing he was doing interviews. He was doing interviews saying, "I'm not a monster. I just have the hatchet for camping." And I think it's a good thing because it's going to uh, affect the election. I think crime, obviously, the economy and crime are big winning issues. For Republicans, obviously, or for yeah, anyone who opposes uh, the Biden regime, they, they're uh, if you focus on crime, and they should, and these videos of people just being beaten and robbed and ransacked, uh, that that's that's a terrible look for the Biden regime. And then you think, gee, what is the FBI doing? What's the Attorney General, our top law enforcement official in the country, doing? Oh, he's jailing people who protest outside abortion clinics. There hasn't been one arrest. There's been like 70 attacks on uh, pregnancy crisis centers and churches, spray paint, vandalized, fire bombings, not one arrest. But a guy who shoved somebody a year ago, he's uh, under arrest. He's in custody and facing 11 years in prison. And to me, it's one thing if you're going after pro whatever your opponents on the abortion issue. If they actually did like bomb an abortion clinic, which hasn't happened in decades, but how in, 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 how in the hell can a push a shove of anyone anywhere ever be a federal crime? How could that warrant the FBI that you push someone? He didn't even hurt him. He just pushed him and they yelled, they exchanged words and they yelled at each other and he's facing a federal crime, a felony. That, that to me is just so brazen and it makes you wonder what they're going to do next. I mean, they have two and a half more years. They're obviously, uh, they're, they're, they're not concerned with the look, with the image, with public relations. They're, the FBI obviously is corrupt to the core. These are people who should push back and say no. I mean, I know a few whistleblowers have come forward, but you're telling me 30 guys, agents, trained, you know, schooled, think it's appropriate to go in at, at 7 a.m. with a bunch of kids. They're all being homeschooled, so they're all home with your guns drawn to arrest a guy who shoved another guy a year ago, a crime that wasn't that was so egregious that the charges were dropped at the local level, and they decide to go in and say, we don't care that the charges were dropped. We're going to file them, and we're coming after you, and you're going to prison. That should scare everybody. And I and I want to I, I, I want to get to the uh, new Italian prime minister next because I find it hilarious. Giorgia Giorgia Maloney, the new prime minister of Italy, who is wonderful. We're going to get to the my, my favorite political speech I, since I don't know, Ronald Reagan. Uh, 
even though I don't understand a word. Um, she's screaming about freedom and, and, you know, God and country and family and the American media are labeling her a fascist. I mean, all across the board, she's a fascist reminiscent of Mussolini, the guy using the FBI to bust Catholic outspoken Catholic fathers of seven. He's not <laughs> the, the fascist, the, the guy using the, the, the department of justice to go after his political enemies, to arrest people who supported Donald Trump, who to, to arrest his lawyers, his advisors to take their phones, to raid the guy who raided his political opponent, raided his home, ransacked his home, went through uh, Trump's wife's closet and Trump's son's room. That guy, he's not a fascist, but the woman in Italy who says she wants to stop this, this, this flow of immigrants into the country, illegal immigrants into the country who stood up for God, uh, stood up against vaccine mandates and, and talked about God and family, God and family and country. She's the fascist. That's where it is with our corrupt mainstream media. Now it's truly amazing. Uh, Oh, by the way, here's another quick story for you before we get to the, uh, uh, before we get to uh, the new prime minister, who is just awesome, check this out. This is from uh, Yahoo. Uh, an elderly pro-life volunteer in Michigan was shot in the shoulder while canvassing neighborhoods to discuss an abortion ballot proposal. Uh, the victim said she was shot in the back or shoulder while leaving a residence during a heated conversation and that the man who shot her was not part of the conversation. The unidentified woman is 83 years old, according to police, and uh, um, she was canvassing a neighborhood in Lake Odessa to discuss the state's new vote on proposal uh, proposal three, which would protect abortion access in the state. The, it's on the November 8th ballot. Quote, the victim does not know the identity or the motive of the shooter. The victim is still recovering from her gunshot wound and wishes to remain anonymous while the criminal investigation proceeds. Who wants to bet the guy who shoved the, the, the guy at the clinic a year ago does more time than whoever shot the 84-year-old in the shoulder? They don't have any arrests yet. How, how, how can you not have an arrest? Don't she know what house she was at when they shot her? But there's no sense of urgency to get that guy because he's on the right team. But I, I want to get to uh, my new favorite politician, the wonderful uh, Giorgia Maloney just voted, just elected new prime minister of Italy. And the reason, you know, this is great that she's great is the American, the U S media is having a meltdown. Uh, All the usual suspects, CNN, MSNBC, New York times are calling her a fascist because she wants to secure the borders because she wants to drop vax mandates, you know, a real fascist. Uh, And uh, they're, they're likening her to uh, Mussolini. Now, this speech, I, I've seen it like three times because I, I it just, uh, we don't have to have someone like our senile, almost 80 year old doddering president. We don't have to have someone like that. We don't have to have someone like Kamala Harris, who's, who's just dumb and inarticulate and awful awful at the job. I mean, just an awful, uh, vice president. I, I can't, I can't, every time I look at her, I think 
She got elected senator. She got elected attorney general. She's one of the worst politicians, one of the most um, uh, in over her head political figures I've ever seen. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. There are people like this out there, strong, smart, articulate, charismatic leaders. Italy has one. We do not. We do not. We have a, 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 a mental a, a dementia patient who, and, and we'll get to him because he never fails to provide us with comic relief. And uh, he met with the Atlanta Braves yesterday and he wasn't really concerned with the players and the coaches and the manager. He just wanted to meet the kids. <laughs> we can get to that, but this is, uh, this is like two minutes long. We can play, I don't know, some of it here. I'm going to read the subtitles because you can't understand the, um, the words. But there's another speech, by the way, which she gave recently in English. She's much more articulate in her second language than our president or our vice president ours, or our press secretary is in their first language. It's, it's remarkable. She can give a passionate political address in English, and she's Italian. And Italian is her first language, but I just love this this speech. It's quick. It's to the point. It's 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 just effective. She's just effective, and the reason the the, uh, the media hates her, the reason the mainstream media in the U.S. and I'm sure in Europe hate her, the European Union hates her is because she's doesn't talk about climate change. You know, that that's not her thing. She doesn't talk about equity or diversity. It would be wonderful to think if, if this was a trend and suddenly, you know, Western Europe and hopefully the United States is going to get past this obsession with climate change and with with equity and with all these destructive forces we're dealing with in our country right now. But let's let's play some Ironhead and I'll, I can read the subtitles. If you're just listening on audio, she's an attractive would you call her attractive? I mean, she's no AOC, but would you say she's a pretty attractive woman? Yeah, not ugly. Not, not ugly. Not ugly. Giorgio Maloney, uh, far-right fascist, soon-to-be dictator of Italy. Let's listen. This is what we are doing here today. Why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightened? This is a single, there's a single answer to this question because it defines us. Because everything that defines us is now the enemy. For those of us who would like us no longer to have an identity, to simply be perfect slaves. So they attack national identity. They attack religious identity. They attack gender identity. They attack, attack family identity. I can't define myself as an Italian, a Christian, a mother. I must be citizen X, gender X, parent one. I must be a number. Because when I am no longer a number, I will be at their mercy, the mercy of financial speculators, the perfect slave, the perfect consumer. That's the reason. That's why we inspire so much fear. That's why this event inspires so much fear. Because we don't want to be numbers. We will defend the value of the human being, every single human being, because each of us has a unique genetic code that is unrepeatable. 
And like in the mouth that is sacred, we will defend it. We will defend God, country, and family. Those things that disgust those people so much because we will never be slave and simple consumers at the mercy of financial speculators. That is our mission. Chesterton wrote more than a century ago, Fuochi verranno attizzati per dimostrare che 2 più 2 fa 4. Spade verranno sguainate per dimostrare che le foglie sono verdi in estate. Quel tempo è arrivato, signori. Siamo pronti. Grazie. Fire swords will be drawn to, to show that leaves are green in the summer. The time has arrived. We are ready. Thank you. And walks off the stage. God bless that succinctness. You know, for just coherence, it's something we don't see in, in the United States. Passion. She isn't afraid. She's not pandering. There is, again, no mention of climate change or equity or diversity or, 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 or racism or sexism or homophobia or transphobia or any of the nonsense we deal with. It's just, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're people. We have an identity. We're Italians. She's a mother. Just it's just and it's how long was that? Two minutes? Yeah, that was two minutes. We've heard Joe Biden babble on for over an hour during the, uh, the State of the Unions, and and he doesn't inspire the slightest bit of passion. It's he's it's it's comical how bad he is, and then even worse is his vice president and others. You know, Buttigieg or Klobuchar or these other buffoons. Even you know, Donald Trump, who again I like, but we see him talk for an hour and he just can't say it as succinctly as effectively as this wonderful woman. But of course she's on the wrong team. The U S media believes in open borders. They believe in, they, they don't believe in the family. They certainly don't believe in, in uh, Christian values. So they hate her. They hate this uh, development in Western Europe. Do we have uh, the, the CBS report? Listen to how CBS, we're not talking about, you know, MSNBC and crazy Joy Reid or, or even, even whatever, Chris Hayes. This is supposed to be, this is from the CBS Evening News. This is supposed to be sort of, you know, serious, uh, uh, a news report, a national news report. Uh, this is how they report on the, uh, the new winner, the new prime minister of Italy. Go ahead. Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. Chris Lipsey <laughs> is in Rome. Italy is revered for its history, reflected in palazzos and ruins and statues. But not all of that history is beautiful, and many fear that one particularly ugly chapter could soon repeat itself. This year marks the 100th anniversary of Mussolini's historic march on Rome, plunging the country into two decades of dictatorship, an alliance with Hitler, and a second world war. Today, his fascist party is gone, but many say she is carrying the torch. Giorgia Maloney, leader of the Brothers of Italy. What was once a fringe party has ballooned into the biggest in the country, and it's now poised to lead the most hard right government since World War II. The fundamental problem in Italy is becoming the, the illegal immigration. Too many immigrants. To protect the, the traditional family, a family composed by a mom, a dad, and so on. 
Italy's conservative superstar remains fiercely opposed to adoptions and surrogacy for same-sex couples. The fiery 45-year-old is comfortable with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. And that's clearly a post-fascist party um, with a post-fascist agenda. Uh, Irene Caratelli is a political scientist at Rome's American University. It has the flame uh, in the symbol of the political party that goes back to the idea of the flame on the grave of Mussolini. The same flame is on Mussolini's grave? Yes. Now it's a historic election. The same also flame? The same oh, flame. Oh, God, these people are just so obnoxious. People forget that flame. Hitler was a leftist. They forget the, these things. Yeah, and so was, so was Mussolini. And the idea, the proof that she's a fascist in the... In the history, in the tradition of Mussolini, is that she says God, country, family, and her flag has a flame, and it's just like the flame on Mussolini's grave. It's amazing. That's the fascist, not the guy using the FBI to raid his political opponents' homes, not the guy arresting Catholic uh, pro-lifers, you know, not the the guy uh, kicking people out of the military for not having a vax mandate. That that's not the the fascist. No. The fascist, the guy who spent a trillion dollars without any congressional approval. That's not the fascist. The fascist is the woman who says we must stem the flow, the tide of uh, illegal immigrants who are committing crimes and and, and taxing our, our economy. She wants to use like their Navy to stop these boatloads of people coming in from North Africa to China. Uh, just they're, they're overwhelming the system. That's fascism. According to, you know, a professor and a media pinhead. I mean, even if she was inarticulate and ugly, I would say I, I, I would love her because she upsets the media. That's the number one uh, criteria you need when you evaluate a politician, particularly someone you're not very familiar with. Does she, does he upset the American media? Does, do they hate her? Yes, they do. There's a whole, across the board, everyone took the talking points from wherever and called her a fascist, like Mussolini, far right. Why is Joe Biden never referred to as far left? Even even like Liz Warren or, or you, know, uh, you know Kamala Harris are never called hard left, far left, extremist. And they believe in abortion up to the moment of birth. That's you, about as extreme as you can get. Do you think it's I because mean, he Biden, wasn't it, like that for the rest of his career? He was actually pretty yeah. moderate. Yeah, well, now he's controlled by the squad and the and the far left, and the media loves it. But they never call him far left. They would never call him fascist. Never, you would never hear you know smacks of fascism when he raids Donald Trump's home. Of course not. But this woman who says, "God, country, and uh, the fatherland," and she has a little flame on her flag. She's the fascist. Uh, these people are just shameless. But it is a great welcome development in, in Italy and hopefully it spreads across Western Europe and hopefully, it, it, hopefully we have s some fascists who get elected in this country in October, you know, people who believe in God and their country and family and protecting the borders that is now defined as fascism. And that, that passes as evening news on CBS. Now it's incredible, but congratulations to uh, uh, she's no Rachel Dolezal, but she's uh, pretty hot and fiery and passionate and, um, and and good for the people of Italy who are trying to save their country from this invasion and this uh, woke 
culture that that's just uh, uh, taken hold everywhere in the West. And uh, it's just refreshing to hear a leader give a whole speech, a political leader give an entire speech without mentioning climate change. It's it's a treat. All right, let's get to the important issues in uh, our country. We had, uh, let's see, our president met with the Atlanta Braves. I don't even remember they won the... Uh, they won the World Series. They should have never gone to the White House. He's the one that said Atlanta, Georgia is worse than Jim Crow. Jim Crow 2.0 because they wanted to look at IDs when people voted. Remember that? They I took do. the All-Star game to Atlanta. They cost Atlanta $100 million. They should have said, go screw uh, and skip this uh, appearance at the White House. But, you know, I guess uh, they felt like it was the White House. And even though they probably can't stand the, the president, they went there and did a photo op. and. And Joe, uh, Joe Biden was really happy because some of the coaches and some of the players brought their kids and he loves kids, particularly when they jump on his lap. But do we have the sound of him saying, get up here? Anyone is anyone here under 15? Sure do. <laughs> uh, you can tell way, you can tell these kids were coached prior to going. He, he was so out of it. He just was rambling and go, where do we go next? Who do I do? Where do I hold up the shirt? I mean, he had no idea. He needed like the cue cards, the index cards, the teleprompter, just to, just to welcome a team that won a championship. It was too much for him. God, why can't Georgie Maloney be our leader? Why can't she be our president? It'd be, it'd be so great to have a president you could be proud of and not embarrassed by every day. But let's listen to Joe Biden. Welcome the Braves and their kids to the White House. Everybody under 15. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. It's a girl he can sniff. Oh, they look terrified. And so do the players. Oh, no, he gets down. She said, don't get down. Don't hug him. Don't, no, no. He's trying to hug him. You can tell. He, watch him bolt, though. He's like, all right, picture done. Run. I mean, it's not part of the program, but he can't help himself. And you would think it would just be a, just be a quick photo op and you'd be done with it. But of course, we're talking about the Biden White House and the mainstream American media. So uh, a little later in the day, KJP, Kareem Jean-Pierre, the worst uh, quota hire in the history of the uh, presidency. She takes the stage and you know, one of the on cue one of the, uh, the the clowns in the mainstream media says, you know, you got out of control inflation. You got the, the stock market has lost $7.6 trillion in value under Biden. The, the stock market's under 30,000. You have an invasion of the southern border, fentanyl killing people, war in, in Ukraine, lots of big issues. And uh, you get one chance if you're a media member to ask a question, right? Unless you push it and get a follow up. This person thought it was a good idea to ask about changing the name of the Atlanta Braves. Let's listen to this exchange between these two clowns. And, um, um, the president posting the Atlanta Braves today, wondering if you or the president has any thoughts about some of the controversial 
about the team name, the Braves name, the so-called Tomahawk Shop? Any thoughts on? So look, we we believe that it's important um, to have this conversation. Uh, you know, and uh, and Native American and Indigenous voices, uh, they should be at the center of this conversation. Uh, Native American and Indigenous, they don't care. Every poll has ever shown that Native Americans don't care about the Braves. Um, but uh, she asked, this is the state of our media and our ruling class. The actual, the, a real tomahawk chop in New York City at a McDonald's where a guy chopped up the chopped up the restaurant, the tables, the wall, and threatened to chop up the customers that and got out on no bail like in 10 minutes. They don't care about that. But this ooh, this little play pretend thing the crowd does with the chop, that offends them. <laughs> Actual, you know, shop owners getting beaten or getting women in the subway getting their beaten so badly gonna lose their vision. That's, you know, that's anecdotal. But this, someone at a game going, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, a lot of people were uh, tweeting the video of Trump. Trump was at the Braves game doing the Tomahawk job. He and Melania were up in the box. It's just a silly, innocent little thing you do at games, no different than singing Sweet Caroline or doing the wave. But the media thinks it's, you know, offensive. The things that offend these people is just amazing. But Everything, everything I, gets to them. That's true. Well, not not real things, not like real crime true. or real. Uh, an, o- an open border doesn't offend them. But all right, let's get to our man, our man, John Fetterman. I'm starting to root for him, Ironhead, because he <laughs> he just provides for us every day. Yeah, I don't obviously I don't agree with him on anything. Again, he's the worst political candidate in in my memory and in, in modern recent modern. American my history. name is John Fetterman. John Fetterwoman just is the, he's just so cringy. It's just so embarrassing. I made a quick list of just the most recent things that you should know about John Fetterman. Uh, he believes in safe injection sites. That's places for heroin addicts to shoot up. He wants to legalize all drugs. Uh, he, he did a little tribute, a, a shout out to the Crips. He, he did, um, uh, he spelled the name of his town that he was the mayor of Braddock differently because that's how the Crips did it. And he actually has the word Crips spray painted on the backdrop of one of his appearances. He, he prides himself, you know, in reaching out to the, to the community. And that includes befriending gang members, violent gang members. Um, but here's my, the most, before we get to this latest gaffe, this morons, he has a tattoo that says, I will hurt you on his arm. He covered it up with like a black patch, but it said, I will hurt you. Now, if that were, again, if that were Ron DeSantis, do you think the media would try to get to the bottom of it? Why would you have a tattoo that says, I will hurt you? There it is. He put the the word Crips on the backdrop. Welcome to historic Braddock. And he left it there and, and didn't remove it. He painted it or somebody painted it on with spray paint, but he has a tattoo that says, I will hurt you. And nobody asks about it. Nobody cares. What would, what do you think that means? I will hurt you. It means like, he'll, he'll probably chase a black fella down the street that didn't do anything with a shotgun. That's true. If you're an African-American and you go jogging in his neighborhood, he will hurt you. But, and, and th- I mean, that's a real question. What were you thinking when you had that tattooed on your arm? Why are you, 
why is uh, you supporting the Crips in a, when, when violent crime is out of control? People in Pennsylvania are going to vote for a senator who who supports a gang, a street, a violent street gang. I feel like this is some bizarre, you know, alternative universe. You know, like <clears throat> all the issues we have today, and they're electing a guy who believes in wants to legalize drugs, open the prisons, let one third of prisoners out. Who had, if he had one wish, he said it would be to elim- eliminate life without parole for murderers. He's, you know, he's got you know people on his staff who are who are uh, supportive of gang members and murderers and just he he's not a serious candidate when it comes to to crime, which is the biggest issue and everything else for that matter. But here's his latest because the Eagles had a big win, Philadelphia Eagles. They're in Pennsylvania. They're three and zero. They're the the hottest team. The they're, they're riding high in those little power rankings. They're up the top. I guess someone asked about the Eagles. I don't know, but here was his answer. Here's how good the Eagles are. Go ahead. And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. No, no. Okay, this is a grown. This is a fifty-something-year-old guy. Says the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles, and with a big smile. And it's like watching, like some kid, give a report, book report in sixth grade who doesn't know and just nervous and stumbling. He had a stroke. He has brain damage. He can't be in the U.S. Senate. That can't happen. And yet, fifty percent of the people polled in, in virtually every poll I've seen say they're going to vote for him. They're going to, I mean, if, if he were on the side of the road with a cup in his hand and you put a dollar in, I'd say, okay, you're a compassionate person. You can't say, I feel bad for the guy. He had a stroke. He has brain damage. I'm going to vote for him for the Senate. <sighs> I will hurt you. Okay. I need someone to <laughs> ask d- about I mean, that. I don't think he needs a tattoo for that. He's a monster of a person. He's a monster and he's got a monster growth on the back of his head <laughs> and he's not. He's he been, won't debate. He's been hiding it with um, those old masks. Yeah, he, Everywhere he goes, he wears one. It's so funny. He wears hoodies when it's like 90 degrees to hide the lump. He won't release his medical records. He won't debate. Just the fact that you won't debate should eliminate you as a candidate because that's the new strategy for Democrats. They're just going to hide. The, the, you know, the guy in uh, Tim Ryan in Ohio won't debate. The, the, the Mark Kelly in Arizona won't debate. Uh, the governor uh, of the Katie Hobbs won't debate Carrie Lake. It should get destroyed. And of course, this this moron Fetterman won't debate Dr. Oz. He wants to get, and if he does debate, it's going to be all. It's going to be short. It's going to be a handpicked moderator, and it's going to be close to election day when most of the mail-in ballots are already in. I mean, if someone is afraid to debate, that's the job of a senator. You're supposed to debate on the Senate floor. You're supposed to deliberate. If you can't do it, then you can't be senator. Just unbelievable. Just embarrassing. All right, let me get to uh, oh, one, one more quick Philadelphia story. One more quick Pennsylvania story. Uh, we never got to this yesterday either, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, every day you get to see crime live <laughs> on, on camera. It is, I, I don't know how many crimes, violent crimes we're not catching on camera, but just the ones that are, are so disturbing. It was in Wilmington, Delaware, that the jewelry store owner was bashed pistol whipped in the head and may have uh, brain damage. Just a little, you know, guy trying to make a living running a jewelry store bashed in the head. 
Uh, the woman in the JFK subway kicked in the head. She may lose an eye. That's just in one day. And of course, the ransacking of Wawa. If you don't know what Wawa is, it's a store, a variety store in it's Pennsylvania. A del- it's and a delightful Virginia place. Yeah, love it. People swear by it. They love it. It's got food. It's got drinks. It's got all kinds of things. And it's just a, it's an institution. And my only, after watching this, I've seen it like eight times already, is I hope the owner of this Wawa says, we're done in this neighborhood. Screw these people. We're leaving. We're moving elsewhere. That's the only answer to this kind of out of control crime is just shut down. Like the Walgreens and CBSs in San Francisco were getting robbed so much because they legalized theft in California. They just closed up. Then the neighborhood, you know, the, the, whatever the woman, the old retired woman can't get her prescription, but what else can you do? Just deprive these people of your services. Say, sorry, we're out of here. But this is a bunch of kids. I don't know. Maybe maybe some are adults, some are kids. They're, uh, you know, it's it's in the city. And the funniest part of all is the uh, woman who wants a sandwich. She wants them to make her a sandwich while the store is being ransacked. That's how normalized this has become. Oh yeah, you're ransacking the store and stealing everything. I still need my sandwich. I heard this was uh, right after Fetterman released all those prisoners. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, these are, he wouldn't prosecute if he were a prosecutor. He would absolutely say, "Nah, no, no big deal." They were hungry. They were hungry. They had to get in there and steal some Red Bull and and some Doritos because they were starving. But uh, go ahead, play it. It's just so. It's just so nuts. <laughs> it's going to be a little while. <laughs> are you making any sandwiches or are you just going to continue recording? The guy working there is recording the carnage and this little load wants a sandwich. Why doesn't she just go behind the counter and make one? She just take I it. Mean, <laughs> everything's free. It's you're in the middle of a violent insurrection at Wawa. Go help, help yourself. All right. We got so much more to get to. Where are we? At? Oh man. Um, I won't spend any much time on this. Keith Oldman uh, was tweeting, uh, ripping Kristen Cinema, the senator from from Arizona, who is, uh, you know, allegedly moderate. I don't think there are any moderate Democrats, but she has, she believes in the filibuster, unlike John Fetterman, doesn't want to get rid of the filibuster. And she knows she's from Arizona. She has to occasionally throw a bone to the, the moderates or the Republicans. And Keith is ashamed of her. And he points out that he used to date her and when he dated her, and she's pretty hot, when he dated her, she was to the left of he is, and he's just lunatic crazy. He's to the left of, you know, Castro. Uh, but he said, she. what happened to her? She used to be progressive. Well, she used to be, a, <laughs> I guess, attracted to Keith Oldman. But here's what happens after you date Keith Oldman. You move, you become a moderate, because you realize how crazy the progressives are, and you become a bisexual. <laughs> which is what happened with Kristen Sinema, the only outward open bisexual in the, uh, in the Senate and just a, an interesting person to say the least. Although I did lose a little respect for her when I found out she dated Keith Oldman, but he would like you to know he used to have a girlfriend. <laughs> He's a complete psychopath. But, uh, uh, I don't want to get bogged down on that. Uh, let's geez, We got all the, uh, this, here's your theme for today. All these people I just can't stand. We got Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace had his debut on CNN. Let me see if I can get up, uh, get the numbers up here. If you didn't, if you didn't recall, Chris, uh, Chris Wallace 
left uh, a great gig at Fox doing that Sunday show and making occasional appearances, making a lot of money. He's like, he's a, uh, you know, big Democrat. He hates Trump. As we saw when he moderated, moderated the debate, he uh, did his best to help uh, Biden. Didn't want to talk about laptops or any of that. Wanted to talk about climate change, you know, uh, important issues like climate change. Um, so he left Fox, uh, Fox News, ostensibly, he said, when Tucker Carlson asked some questions about the January 6th riots, he asked questions like how many feds were in the crowd. And Chris Wallace, being a good journalist, does not believe in asking questions. Just accept the narrative from the ruling regime and move on. That's how good a journalist he is. No questions, no skepticism allowed. This is from Radar Online. Chris Wallace's much-hyped return to television with the debut of his Who's Talking to Chris Wallace? No one. I mean, I've even heard of that show. <laughs> Who's Talking to Chris Wallace? Scored a paltry 44,000 viewers in the all-important oh. ratings category. Ooh, that's terrible. On an average night, Tucker Carlson gets three and a half million. Uh, you know, the five... It's 4 million some days. The legendary broadcaster's new show on CNN premiered Sunday. and was only able to deliver 400,000 viewers overall and only 40,000 in the prime demo. That means he had a bunch of old folks watching. Uh, the program was down double digits across every category versus the 2022 average. So he's not even getting as good a numbers as the average CNN show. <laughs> On Fox News at the same time period, Trey Gowdy scored a massive 1.3 million viewers with 78,000 in the key demo. And he had some big time guests. Uh, I forget who it was. Was it? Uh, I saw the guests, but he's, he's getting guests. He's just doing interviews and uh, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching Chris Wallace. They just nobody's ever liked you. You were just lucky to be on Fox and lucky your father was famous to see him failing miserably on and you know what i did this before i said that's the worst show on tv and it probably is my my new favorite show is uh, the, the, the manning cast says, i mentioned this before what is it ironhead uh alex rodriguez was on uh henry winkler james patterson and tyler perry <laughs> Henry Winkler, James Patterson, Jesus. I can't understand why he didn't get big numbers. Chris Wallace with Henry Winkler. <laughs> Nothing against you know Fonzie, but I'm gonna watch that. I tell you what I'm gonna watch. It's only it's on ten times. It's not on that's a good question from Rich. Did he beat Bamani Jones in the ratings? Yes, I think he did. White people Bamani Jones loses to infomercials like at two in the morning, beat Bamani Jones. Nobody Chris Wallace gets the lowest ratings for a guy who's, you know, famous. He's an old white guy. Surprised he hasn't been fired. I mean, what, I mean, just move on, retire. You're old, you're rich. Why are you hanging around? Tomorrow he's going to be like, once again, I am a conservative. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, Shake concrete. You know what they can do for you? you know, this summer, you got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one. Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. 
a new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood. They remove the old steps, bring in new steps within hours. You got a whole new look and your house is looks better and is worth more. This isn't just an, uh, this isn't an expense. This is an investment, an upgrade in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also at SheaConcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Uh, again, I um, I asked this question. I think ESPN paid Troy Aikman like, you know, 15, 16 million. Joe Buck, another 10, 12, 15 million. I don't know. Combined, they're making like 30 million a year. Big investment for, uh, for ESPN and... Uh, uh, ABC and I've, I haven't watched him for more than like I want one week when there's no Manning cast, I watch Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and they're fine. But when Manning's the Manning's are on ESPN two, it is a really entertaining show. It's they're just, just, they just seem like normal guys watching a game. Obviously they're smart when it comes to football, they break things down. They try to anticipate. They have some guests, they have guests. Some are good. Some aren't so good. Last night they had Tracy Morgan and he just was, he, I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be funny. He's apparently a Giants fan. He's got a Giants jersey. He was terrible. But Eli Manning is is funny. Peyton Manning, they're funny and they're real and they're genuine. And it's a great idea. They should do this with more sports and more broadcasts. Just have guys sitting there watching it like they're watching it with you. And bitching about the refs and he's screaming at him to call timeout. And uh, it's been on for one year now, and it's and it's taken off. I think it's uh, a great idea, and I don't know why anybody would watch Joe Buck and uh, and Troy Aikman. Nothing against them, but it's just the same old thing. This is different. This is new. And last night, I watched almost an entire Cowboys Giants game, which sucked. Terrible. And. Uh, we got the pick wrong too. We all picked the Giants. Is that right? I believe so. I know I did, and Montante did. I'm pretty sure you yeah, did. I think I, well. I think I did too, and I felt I felt pretty good about the pick because, uh, you know, they were right there hanging in there the whole game, and I thought they were going to pull it out. But uh, Cooper Rush or whatever his name is, it Cooper or Connor or Cooper, uh, Cooper, Cooper Rush. He's now three and zero as a starter. We have a QB controversy in Dallas, uh, but. I just want to say that uh, the the Manning cast is a great idea and it works. But all right, let's get. Oh, by the way, on one one other football NFL note, the Pro Bowl has been eliminated. They're not going to play a flag football game and have skills competition. You know, like throwing the uh, you know throwing the ball through a tire or whatever, well, sprinting, jumping, whatever. Uh, Patriots fans don't want to hear flag football because we lost Edwards forever <laughs> when he. Fucked his knee up during a flag football game in the, in the sand, right? Um, but here, see, I think this is a tribute to football because football is so great, it's so intense, it's so dangerous that it cannot be duplicated in an exhibition setting. You can't. You can play an exhibition baseball game, obviously, or basketball game. You can or or whatever golf, tennis. You can't do it with football because when you play football right. People get hurt. You know, people get seriously hurt. 
and to have that kind of intensity, uh, which is the reason it's such a great sport and such a great uh, product for the television, you just can't make, you can't say, let's just play a casual football game. It's not possible because the game is so good. You can't do that. They've done it for years. The Pro Bowl has been terrible for years. It looks even worse lately where you can't like, you can't blitz. You can't hit the quarterback. Guys would just let guys run by them. It became kind of comical. And it's, again, it's what makes the game so great. You can't have it in an exhibition setting. So the Pro Bowl is gone. It's done. Even though the ratings are pretty good. They had Pro Bowl had better ratings like the, the than the Red Sox-Yankees games. But everyone knows it wasn't real football. So they're scrapping it. And I say, uh, good riddance. No one's going to miss it. All right. Before we wrap this up, I got to. Uh, got to do a uh, shout out to my uh, sometimes friend, Kirk Minahan, and he's got to be really happy about this. Kirk uh, is a big Rachel Dolezal fan. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. He just, something about her. He was very attracted to her. If you don't know who Rachel Dolezal is, she's a pretend uh, black woman. She's pretending she's a white woman pretending to be black, kind of like Sean King, uh, a activist, you know, a BLM activist who's white but he's pretending to be black racism so bad in this country that white people are pretending to be black. And uh, when that's, and people looked in her past when she was like in high school, they had her picture and she's, there's no debating it. She had to apologize and come clean. Uh, but now we are wondering what happened to Rachel Dolezal. She's got an only fans account. You can pay Kirky and you get to see your, your gal, Rachel uh, in all her glory. Do we have any, uh, pictures of photos of uh rachel uh i i can put it up it's definitely a full-blown nude if you want me to all right uh, we don't have to put up find one just a rachel right. uh w- without the full-blown nude but it is amazing is she gonna make a living i mean can anybody make a living doing only fans if you wanted to uh, uh ironhead could you start an only fans and I- just show up in your you know in your uh, thong underwear and, and would dance for your uh, subscribers? I could. Why don't we do that? We'll make that a kind of a part of the show. See if we can get some more subscribers on Friday. I want you to do the show, you know, in your underwear. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll have you dance a little, maybe, you know, shake it for the camera. Maybe we'll get some more subscribers. There's some freaks out there. We did the story <clears throat> years ago about the woman. She's like 500 pounds. That's not Rachel. That's Rachel. It is. Look at her face. Wow. It's still face still looks like it was uh, hit by a bus. He was right. She's not bad. Oh wow! Uh, but we did. There's a woman who uh, she's like obese, morbidly obese, and she eats on camera, and she has like thousands of subscribe guys subscribe pay to watch her eat. So there's an audience out there for uh, anyone and everyone. So. Rachel Dolezal is now making a living on, uh, on, uh, got a good body. Only fans. Yeah. Although, you know what? It might be photoshopped. That might not be her. The airbrush. I don't even know if she's still, I don't even know if she's still pretending to be black. It was such a weird story. She was like a black, you know, activist and <laughs> spokesman. And someone looked into her past and said, she's not black. Uh, oh, I need the crazy, same thing crazy. to happen to Sean King that happened to her. Is needed. Sean King's still out there doing it. You know, he's still out there scamming people. He's he's the, he's a <clears throat> very devoted grifter. He just you know takes his 
what a Twitter account private and then go keeps on pretending to be black. And if people aren't aware of the story, maybe they still fall for it. I don't know. It's pulling it off. But anyway, uh, what else we got today? Anything Ironhead before we wrap this sucker up? Nothing important, sir. Nothing important. Well, nothing's really important, but uh, anyway, we'll be waiting for the hurricane all day today to hurricane to hit, uh, who, uh, to hit the West coast of Florida, the first hurricane in like a hundred years to, to hit nail Tampa. That is a crazy that's stat. Because, that's because you people, you people didn't do what you were told. You didn't get rid of your uh, gas powered cars. You didn't put solar panels on your homes. You didn't, put windmills up and use paper straws because of that mother nature is angry at us people. And she's coming to get us. Maybe you'll learn. Maybe you will learn. We got to spend more money on, uh, on climate change, but all right, that will do it for today. Thanks to everybody for uh, watching and listening and texting. What's the, what's the commenter saying about Rex Chapman? He's more woke than both of them. That's true. Rex Tapman is the worst. Of course, I'm blocked. He blocked me, so I don't get to see all the videos he steals from other people. And we don't get to see him on TV anymore because he lost that CNN Plus gig. Uh, but uh, that's true. They should put. They should bring him on the Manning cast. They had Pat McAfee on last night, and it was kind of boring. He was talking about punting. I heard he. Uh, a lot I heard he eulogized uh, James Earl Jones yesterday. <laughs> Who did? Rex Chapman. Now I was going around that. Uh, oh. He he retired from Darth Vader, but that's right. Ninety-one years yeah. old. It's time to retire. It's good to see somebody actually retires these days. But but he, it was a weird thing though. He signed the rights of his voice over to Disney, so they're gonna oh, really? they're gonna be able to manipulate his voice to use it in the future, even when he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I should do that. They should pay for my voice. Definitely. I. That'll do it for today. I'm Jerry Kelly, and this is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. The Mass GOP stands on the side of the taxpayer, on the side of parents, and on the side of law enforcement. If your priorities align with ours, we need you to get out and vote Republican. Go to massgop.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit genesight.com for more information.